It is Chafav, Menachem Lav, Tavshin Pei Beis, the 26th of the month of Menachem Lav, 5782, here at the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where we make a return to Inyana Diomi after a little bit over a week of a hiatus, and we are looking at this past week's Parsha, which is Parsha's Ekev, and today's daf, which was Ksuvah's daf Mem Zayin, and the upcoming daf, which is Ksuvah's daf Mem Ches. So we're looking at the bottom of 47 in Ksuvah's, going on to the top of 48 in Ksuvah's, where we find an explicit quotation of a Pasuk from this past week's Parsha, from Parsha's Akev, right in our daf. The Gemara had been discussing the concept of Mizonos, the topic of the sustenance that a husband must provide to his wife. How do we know that a husband owes his wife's sustenance, that he has to sustain her. So the original Pasuk that has this source is in Parshas Mishpatim, where the Torah is describing what happens when a person marries another woman. So the Torah says that the She'er and the Ksus and the Ono cannot be detracted from the first wife. She'er, Ksus, and Ono. Somewhere in these three words lies the responsibilities of a husband towards his wife. The question is, what are these three things? And where in these words is the source for Mazonos? So it's actually a machlokas in the Brisa quoted in the Gemara. The Gemara suggests first in the name of the Tanakhama that the word She'er um, refers to the Mazonos, to the sustenance, and the Ksus refers to the clothing that a husband has to provide his wife, and Ona refers to the marital relations. And the Gemara derives this, from a Pasuk in Micha, in Gimel Gimel, where the Pasuk says, that they ate the She'er of my people, so She'er refers to food, Ksus refers to clothes, as it's meant literally, and Onasa, the word Ona, so this refers to the marital relations. Why? Because the Pasuk in um, Parshas Vayetze says, in If you shall afflict my, wa- my, my daughters, i.e., this is what Laban said to Yaakov about his wives, which are Laban's daughters, um, that if you afflict them, and says Rashi over there famously, by, um, by not giving them, by refraining from giving them the marital relations that they um, are rightfully entitled to, so that would be considered an affliction. So here, Ona refers to anything that would prevent that affliction, as we're going to see shortly. However, Rabbi Elazar, he learns out that She'er actually is a reference to the marital relations. As the Pasuk says with regards to illicit relations, Ish Ish al kol She'er Bisaro. She'er Bisaro has something to do with the touching and the contact, bodily contact of flesh, and therefore the She'er refers to the marital relations. And if the Ksus um, in its Pashup Shah refers to the clothing, so then that leaves the left the word Onasa from the Ona, and the Ona says Rabbi Lazar refers to the Mizonos. And where does he get that from? That the word Ona refers to Mizonos? Based on the Pasuk in Parshas Ekev, Vichain Ho'omer, Vaya'ancha, Vayari Vecha. That the Pasuk says that he afflicted you, right? Moshe Rabbeinu, describing Hashem the way he related to the Bnei Shal, he afflicted you and he made you hungry, and then he fed you with the Mun. Thus says the Pasuk in Devarim, Perak Ches, Pasuk Gimel. So on the one hand, we have one opinion that says that Ona refers to the marital relations, based on the word affliction in the context of Lavan and Yaakov Avinu. And then we have the other opinion that says that the word Ona refers to the food, the Mazonos, based on the Pasuk that refers to the affliction that was the Mun. Now, what's interesting to note is that we learn from the word affliction either marital relations or food. Now, you would think that the word affliction refers to the opposite of these things, right? Because when Lovin says, you better not afflict them, i.e. you must give them relations, so how come the Pasuk says that um, you have to give her the oh no? It sounds like you're giving her the eno, you're giving her the affliction. And you can make the same argument for 
um, for the Pasuk, which refers to the affliction of the man, that Hashem made you hungry, and then he gave you the man, and he tested you with the man, which is referred to, the hunger is referred to there as the affliction. So if you have to give her the oh no, it sounds like you're giving her hunger, you're not giving her food. However, the Marsha, based on Tosfos right here on the Daf, explains that apparently what the word oh no in this Pasuk means is you have to provide her anything that will prevent the oh no. And so sometimes you can refer to it um, just by saying it as itself. In other words, you have to give her the oh no. In other words, give her that which she needs so that she won't be in the state of suffering, whether according to the Tanakhama that refers to the relations, or according to Rabbi Lazar that refers to the Mizonos. But we find very interestingly emerges from this Gemara, from this source, especially the source that we are focusing on right now, the source of the Mun, which once again is described as a test, it's described as an affliction. So <clears throat> a question that we could fairly ask is what this Pasuk teaches us, apparently, about the institution of marriage, right, between the concept of the Mun and the Mizonos and the apparent responsibility that we have, just like Hashem provided us the Mun, you have to provide for your wife. That seems to be perhaps the first thing that we can learn, right? And it makes sense, actually, when you consider how when Hashem took us out into the Midbar, we know the mushal of Shir Hashir and the mushal that Hashem took us as his spouse, as it were, and the Pasuk in Yirmiyahu, which, by the way, I just found out is from today's Nachiomi, which um, which quotes that the Zacharti Lach Chasad Nirayach I remember you're the chassid of your youth and your young bridal love, right? So Hashem and us are in, we and Hashem are in a relationship, a marital relationship. And in that way, Hashem provided sustenance for us in the desert. And that's perhaps one lesson that we can learn. The lesson that we, that we derive laws about marriage from the way Hashem sustained us in the Midbar. But perhaps we can learn another lesson, not just one about our travels to the Midbar, but we can, do, we can draw from there a lesson about our marriages and our lives, our own institutions of marriage, which require us to have that financial stability that requires us to have that sustenance that we provide for our own spouses, Something to think about is that what did we have when we went out into the Midbar? We really had nothing. We relied completely on the Ratzon Hashem. We relied on the will of Hashem. As the very Pusik that we quoted explains as follows, I afflicted you, he afflicted you, and he made you hungry. He fed you the man, that which you were not familiar with, meaning you were not prepared for this. This was not something that you were ready for. And you were not familiar with this Laman in order that you should know that what? That it's not just on bread alone, not on food alone, as it were, that a person lives, but on all of that which emerges from the mouth of Hashem, that's what sustains a person that allows him to live, that gives him life. And what we derive from that is that although, yes, Al-Piteva, you need to provide a certain level of sustenance to build a home, to build a marriage. But what's perhaps more important is that you have the Shechina, you have Hashem in the relationship between the husband and the wife, that you're living a life of Ratzon Hashem and living Al-Pila Ratzon Hashem. And if you're doing what you're supposed to do, and you have that, that Bitachon, and, and you're walking in Hashem's way, following Him and making sure you're doing everything that Hashem wants you to, so you can have that bitachon that Hashem will bring what needs to be brought to the table, well, I'm literally speaking, the, the food, the bread on the table that it has to get there. So, yes, you have to pursue it by the natural means as well, but don't pursue it 
um, with the neglect of Ratzon Hashem. Everything you do, if you're following Ratzon Hashem, just like Hashem sustained you with the man in the midbar, Hashem can sustain you any which way. Hashem can provide what is needed for that marriage to live. If Hashem wants that marriage to survive, if you want Hashem to be a part of that marriage, then Be'ezra Hashem, you will be provided everything you need to. Hashem will make it work out. Because just as He tested you with the man with which you were not familiar, many marriages which you enter that marriage, you're not familiar with it, you're not sure always where your next meal is going to come from, but again, you have that bitachon and you recognize that lo Thank you for joining us here at the database, and as always, stay tuned and stay attuned to these incredible Yana Diomi.